Hello and welcome to another episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore why women in business are often called such a bitch, with a focus on the music and entertainment industry. My name is Dana Rex and with me is my friend Micah Rose and we are both independent recording artists and singer-songwriters based in Europe. You can listen to us on our YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform. And today we have Stormy J with us. She is a broadcaster. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> She's a broadcaster, journalist, and DJ with shows on Funky Essex and Totally Wired Radio. She regularly does guest mixes for other house music shows like Star One FM and also writes about music for online magazines Dazed and Gal Dem. Hi, Stormy J. Welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Thank you for um, the pleasure to be here. Um, I think what you both do is amazing. Thank wow. you. I mean, thank you, but I mean, today is about you. Tell us how you got into the music industry. Like, how did you um, get to where you are now? What was your journey? Well, I've, I've always loved music, um, and I realized that I've, I've always loved sort of talking as well. I'm a big chatterbox. <laughs> um, and I thought, how can, can I sort of, <laughs> how can I sort of put together my love for talking and presenting with my love and passion for music and um, wanting to sort of champion in electronic dance music. So I thought, I'll be a radio and DJ. So I went to uni, university, and I studied multimedia journalism. And I studied radio as part of my course. We also did TV journalism, magazine journalism. So basically any form of journalism you can think of, we covered it on that course. Um, but I'd say I got a real love for radio and really found my way in sort of the the media music industry when I actually got real life work experience like I found at university sitting in the classroom you know wasn't always the best way to help me get better and especially being dyslexic as well I think I thrive more in a um an environment where I'm actually in the studio or on the decks and that's when I learn the most so I started doing work experience. Uh, I was literally started um, just sending emails out to radio stations saying, just telling them that I'm passionate about music. Please can I like shadow one of your presenters or just, just get in. I just needed my foot in the door. I just wanted to get in the room, basically. Mm. And worked at Funky Essex. I've worked at different stations, community-based radio stations across London. And yeah, it's been really fun. Um, I only started DJing about two years ago now two years ago well well half that year was spent in lockdown yeah <laughs> but True. you know I, I started to teach myself how to DJ but um I was always um I, I was always kind of a bit scared um to and a bit kind of self-conscious about being a DJ in a male-dominated industry okay and I think that probably contributed to why I took like so long to start but here I am doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's, That's great. great. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, yeah, with the lockdown, you, you probably had lots of time to practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I see it as a positive thing. Like even though most DJs um, for the last 15 months or so, we haven't been able to do what we love. We haven't been able to play for audiences and enjoy that transfer of energy. But I've seen it as this is a chance for me to, you know, build my music library and just practice, practice, practice. And yeah, that it has. It's. I think it's. In a way, it's kind of nice to have, like, a quiet period because now everything's 
back open again. It's like another summer of love movement. Like everyone's falling in love with the dance floor again, and it's giving sure. the whole culture another boost. I think it mm. does. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting yeah. for the uh, how how did they call it the Roaring Twenties back in 1920? But we're yeah. we're heading for the same thing. Yes, actually, <laughs> this is the thing, right? I thought um, at the beginning of uh, 2020. Um, I was like, yes, this is where I'm going to start through that. I'm, this is my time, the 20s. Everybody always used to say at uni that I should have been born in the 20s because I really like that music as well, just kind of oh, the vibe. I love a bit of 20s jazz. Yeah, exactly. And it's just uh, so much fun. So then I was like, oh, my God, we can remake them, the Roaring Twenties. We can do I'm them again. I'm down. <laughs> yes, yeah, we too. definitely should. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, um, because you're saying, you know, it's such a male-dominated world, uh, being a DJ, yeah. specifically a uh, house DJ. Um, I used to be a DJ, too, actually. I was a hardcore DJ. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I started way back. So I didn't really think of it then. I was very young as well. I was 16 when I started and I I didn't really think of it as being a male-dominated thing. I just like threw myself at it. <laughs> and I was yeah. just wondering how you know, do you, how many like male to to female colleagues do you have? I mean in the DJ in the radio DJ world more. Um is it is it kind of getting more female now because you do see a lot of female presenters nowadays? Yes, I think um they're, okay, for example, at my radio station, it's like the biggest urban and dance station that broadcasts across Essex. And there's only a handful of women DJs, um, definitely less than 10, and that's out of about 50 DJs. So okay. there still is a gap. And especially then when you layer the gender of race as well, there's even less. So I know that I am the only black female presenter on my radio station. And... Um, in in the dance music scene, it's quite white and male predominantly, and so I feel like I'm kind of as a black woman, I'm kind of breaking through two barriers, um, yeah. which is is cool. I don't mind. I want to, I want to good I on want you. To sort of <laughs> reclaim yeah. it because if you, I've I've sort of studied my music history. I'm a, bit, I'm a music nerd, right? And I know that sort of techno and house music was sort of created from sort of queer black communities in America, like Chicago and Detroit. And I kind of just want to reclaim it by sort of representing those communities. Um, yeah, that's what I want to, that's kind that's of like really part cool. of the yeah. yeah, no, that's amazing. Also, like, if you think about it from a marketing standpoint, being unique is always a good thing. Yeah. So just being able to be like, well, I'm obviously already different from all the other people who work with me so it's just kind of like this is what i stand for and this is great i think it's really cool yeah yeah good on you i i yes. just want to it's funny because you say 50 50 djs and then un, well around 10 are women which is actually already great because like 15 years ago it was 50 DJs, one was a woman, and now you're saying that nearly 10 are a woman, so I think that's great progress already. Yeah. We're, near, we're not, yet. I mean, we're not is, there yet. Do you know what? 10 might even be an exaggeration. There's probably only about five. Um, yeah. I just don't know the exact figure off the top of my head. There has been, 100% has been improvements, but there's still so much work to be done. Like even, yeah. I think it was a few years ago, it was, I, there, 
wireless festival they released the lineup and it was i think somebody edited out all the men and you could see who the women that were left in the lineup and there was literally about three women out of Jesus. a big big proper wireless festival lineup that's a great way London to show festival. it yeah and then that inspired me to write an article uh in galson magazine talking about because it it'd been 100 years since women were able to vote in this country which is you know a mark of um how much we're sort of evolving as a society but then in, within the same breath women aren't being you know being represented in music and why like why are things is you know it's like gatekeepers are scared to book women or scared to take a risk which is so backwards it makes me think who are the gatekeepers are they all men at the top <laughs> like but yeah. um things are improving but there's still a lot of work to be done definitely definitely mm. yeah this ties into our show last week because uh we were talking about uh festival lineups exactly this and you know how yeah, many yeah. women were on it and also like the whole grammy issue with grammy so male and uh not even yeah. the people winning the awards or nominees but also their performance lineup so yeah this is definitely something that we we still have a lot of work to do yeah it's actually interesting because like if you think about it i don't know how it is in in the uk but in uh, germany uh, when you listen to the radio um it's usually two people who have their own kind of show and it's usually male and female so if they present to be equal um like numbers wise but i i wonder how many people behind the scenes are actually female or if yeah. the discrepancy well, shows up more then that's important is it, it, it's the same for um race i think as well you can't just have okay for example if say you've got like um campaign or advert say showcasing more black people in the advert you need like casting directors and people that are actually making the decisions they need to be represented there behind the scenes because that's where decisions are made otherwise yeah. it's just kind of tokenistic yeah um, it's just so white I people saying we need black people to do the thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need we need change at the at the top behind closed doors um and it's the same with with gender like the people that are putting people on festival lineups they need there needs to be women within in those teams that can you know help make more you know equal decisions and more informed decisions yeah Absolutely. yeah because that's where it starts yeah yeah definitely yeah So um we were wondering uh this is actually how we connected online. Yes. Um we had heard yeah. that there was this unwritten rule that two female records were, were were not allowed to be played back to back and there must be three male records in between or or something like that and you know a bit about this rule. Um do you know what I it's kind of like I've heard bits about it but I've always As a DJ, when I became a DJ, I decided to make the decision to be, be unapologetic. Like I sometimes I just play about five female records in a row. If the the baseline is is a hard beat, it's pumping, then for me it doesn't matter if it's, it's a, a banger is a banger. A good song is a good song and you know, I don't think my manager would dare tell me. No. <laughs> no. Wanted to record in my. because they That's why it's like an unsaid rule, but it's not actually um, real. Like it's not real. 
Well, I I think yeah. it was more in pop music, like on, I don't know, on on like mainstream I'm radio. Get more underground, so I don't. Maybe that still does apply for uh, mainstream radio and national radio stations. But I think mm. because mine, I'm still at a community level. Like it is yeah. my goal to get onto national radio. Mm. But at the moment, I think I have a little bit more leeway. But I've always been quite sort of me in particular, quite conscious of the sort of ratio in terms of the artists that I'm playing because how can I want change if I don't, you know, be a good example of that myself? So I've always wanted to try and use my position, use my platform, no matter how big or small it is, I, I want to use it to push women. And I, even when, now I, although I do more, I work in the dance scene now, but I, I was working at a hip hop radio station for a year in London. And I always made the effort, conscious effort, to interview women as well so every week i'd have guests on the show but i would always switch up making sure i'm looking for you know women rappers out there and because there is the talent there it's not that's yeah. not the issue it's just making an effort to actually go and look and represent these women and it, it makes me feel good about myself after because i feel like i'm actually doing my bit instead of complaining about things and complain about things how things are unequal i can still do my bit like even on my totally wide radio show, I think in the beginning I actually had a little competition with myself. I said, I'm gonna just how many like women identifying DJs can I book in a row? Just keep going till I can't think of any more. And I think my first five shows were all women. Cool. And That's amazing. It was it was lovely, it was great. And I think radio hosts need to realise that they they can just take a risk and you can um sort of represent represent women and a lot of the time no one will stop you but it's just that we're sort of taught we're subconsciously told that we you know we shouldn't that we can't sort of play too many women on road but we can i think the key yeah. is in what you were just saying take a risk why is it such a risk to put exactly a, a bunch yeah. of women you know on on a lineup why is exactly. it such a risk to to book them in a row you know what i mean yeah it's, it's like ingrained um, in, in us. fashion. In fashion, it's like Vogue, Vogue magazine. I think like there's only been two. Well, before Edwin uh, became the new uh, head of Vogue, um, it, I think they only had two black female covers. That was uh, really Naomi Campbell and Jordan Dunn in like a twenty year span. What? Because people in fashion, they're told that black covers don't sell but they're always too scared to take the risk. Yeah. They think the risk, by taking a risk, they'll lose profit. Yeah, exactly. But it's, only it's... now that we've got a black, um, what's, sorry, I've lost the, what's the name of the person that's at the top of the magazine? Editor-in-Chief. Now yes. that we've got a black editor-in-chief that, you know, is not afraid to take that risk because it's, just, it's not even a risk. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's, now it's just... we've got loads of black covers and it's been great. And it just goes to show that you know, by having a black person on the cover of a magazine, it's not going to sell less covers. Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and saying there's having women on a DJ lineup, it's not going to make people, you know, go, oh, I don't want to see that set. It's a beautiful woman on stage. <laughs> I love that. Come on. Yes, applause. Yeah. Applause. Yes. No, I'm but also, I mean, it kind of ties into... Oh, <laughs> Having the, the, uh, 
Jesus. Uh, no. So having the black editor in chief is also ties into what you were saying before about having people behind the scenes throughout the whole yeah. kind of in all levels. You need yeah, that's to right. be represented. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah so the gatekeeper it just and yeah, it just shows it works. People, so the people they're in control. They let people in and out. They have their you know they have access and they are in control of things. So if we make those gatekeepers represent my you know marginalized communities and communities that aren't seen or are silenced you know it's the same with even like disability you know it, perhaps if we had uh editors at vogue magazine that are, are from uh, dis, uh that are disabled or represent those communities then there'll be more representation yeah, it's the same probably. as a lot of festivals are not very disabled friendly that's um, true Probably because the decision makers are not clued up on mm. what uh, disabled people need at a festival, for example. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah um, it is insane. With that in mind, um, are there any anecdotes that you want to share with us about things that have happened to you personally or have been said to you with regards to, well, on, on the one side, gender um, and also race? Um, you know, is there, has there, has, have you had, you know, any run-ins with anybody about that? Um, well, I remember one time I was DJing at this place in London. I'll say, I won't even say what part of London. I'll keep it vague. Yes. Keep it vague. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and this guy, he knew, he put me on this lineup and he knew that I wasn't, I didn't feel 100% confident in my mixing skills at the time. But during my set, he kept on like really trying to take over. Um, he was basically trying to DJ for me. And it was really like, I was like, let me do it. Like, if I make a mistake, let me make my own mistakes. Like, yeah. I'm not like, what are you doing? Like, and it was really, uh, it was really embarrassing. It was really awkward. And I felt really frustrated. Like, I feel my cheeks getting all hot. It was like, <laughs> just every time I did something, he was kind of like, no, no, you've got to do it that way. And from his point of view, he was trying to help and make, a better experience for the audience which makes sense but at the same time that's my set to make my mistakes and I guarantee if that was a if I was a man he wouldn't have you know felt to come into my personal space and start you know yeah. interfering with my set and I just yeah. felt really like in that in that day I felt like if I was a guy this wouldn't be happening um and I got through this set I wanted to keep it professional I so kept a smiley face you know what I mean um but then I remember even like some of my friends sent me some videos from the night and I watched the videos back. And I was like, look, you can see him doing it in the video. He keeps like pushing his hands over the decks and it's really annoying. Yeah. The, the thing that is also with that is he booked you, right? Yeah. So he, why, why would he book you if he doesn't think he can do it? Like what, what is... I know. Like, are you booking me out of like pity or to tick a box, to say that you've got a woman, to just look good for you. I don't That's, know. I just felt Yeah, like it's, it's really weird. It um, is. It's absolutely unrespectful. It's, it's, it, um, that would drive me insane. <laughs> like, yeah, I can understand, really like, in the situation, y- y- you probably, like, you, like, yeah. you reacted, I would probably react as well, just being like, oh, I'm not, sh- this makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm already a little bit insecure about, like, yeah, not completely confident in what I'm doing. But yeah. yeah, it's quite hard in those environments when you've got loud music to say, 
excuse me, can you stop doing that? And half yeah. the time they can't even hear you anyway. So you yeah. have to really shout. Then if you shout, it makes you look like a bitch. It makes you look like you're making a scene. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of awkwardly kind of did nothing. I'm just I just felt so powerless at that moment. Yeah. But uh, not, it hasn't really, I haven't really put myself in that position where I'd DJ for someone that I think would sort of make me feel like that. I mean, you mm. never know. But I'm DJing at a festival tomorrow. But actually, no. I'm with my, my friend Sarah. She's my hype woman for tomorrow. She won't allow any men to do that to me. Yeah, you <laughs> yes. need a bodyguard to like guard yeah. the stage yeah. so nobody else Literally, can come close. Yeah, Jeez. exactly. <laughs> no, but on that point, though, have you ever been called a bitch for um, just kind of standing up for yourself and defending what mm. you do and just being a person? <laughs> Being I personally woman. Haven't, haven't been called a bitch. Well, not to my face, maybe behind my back. But, mm. but that's because I'm I'm not very argumentative. And sometimes where I should stick up for myself more, I don't. And I'll probably go home and cry about it instead. <laughs> Which is yeah, I'm learning to stick up for myself because I don't want to be perceived as a bitch. I don't want to be perceived as difficult. But, you know, like, for example, that situation I was just describing with that guy trying to take over my set. Going back, maybe I would stood up for myself more, and the consequence of that would be I might have been called a bitch. But I think, well, yeah, I shouldn't be have to feel like I'm tiptoeing around men. Exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. I, yeah. I, I want to ask then, um, because you're actively trying to be soft and not difficult. Yeah. Is that for? Is that just for you, or is that? for the men it's to be easy just to make it the smooth for them really and just to make it all go smooth and I don't want I don't want any drama I don't want you know yeah that make me anxious um but on the whole it has been okay and I've well for example um my producer at Totally Wide Radio um he was identifies as a trans man and the PR person at Fred Perry is gay and um, like for example I've worked with a lot of people that are from sort of marginalised sexualities or genders so they, they've been quite understanding yeah like when I'm at radio day to day I'm literally on my own I let myself into Funk Essex oh, okay. and I don't have a DJ well sometimes there's a DJ before me but the hour after me is a, is a like a a mix, so I don't actually cross into a lot of people, mm. um, and obviously we had lockdown as well. Yeah, so True. I've been kind of lucky, but I well, think, I mean, fingers crossed it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, so but I think yeah. it's important to just go whatever sort of set you go into, like just be strong within yourself and know that you are worthy. Mm. And I think just go in there, hold, hold your head held up high I'll go in there I'll shake a man's hands and I'll say I'm here to do my job <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that's great exactly yeah it really is it's it's kind of there's the fine line between um and I think you you've realized this for yourself as well there's a fine line between um trying not to be difficult and infringing upon your own kind of 
worth and 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 happiness yeah. um by trying not to be difficult like there's always like don't cause drama just for drama's sake basically right but yeah. yeah there's a fine line and i think it's it's really a really hard one to kind of find um because sometimes when we think we're just you know when when i've had this at gigs where i'm like look i I'm still not loud enough on the mic, like on the, on the, um, what's it called the boxes and sound techs have told me, Oh, your voice is too quiet. I'm just like, turn it up. up. (laughs) Exactly. Or tell the other people to turn themselves down. Like, why is this my problem? But in situations like that, right. Yeah. No, go ahead. I just remembered the other day, the other week I DJ at a bar. Um, and I remember, this guy was trying to like, he claimed he was a DJ. I was paid to do a set that night and he claimed that he was a DJ and started, he was like telling me to go have a break and started trying to take over on my actual decks. And I was like, I kind of felt just really awkward and I felt a bit powerless again. It's like, I felt like if I was a male DJ, he wouldn't have had the confidence to do that. And I think that's what oh, it yeah. is. They feel mm-hmm. like, cause you're a woman DJ, you know, your space should be open to them. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> and and this also ties into what we've um, uh, what well, we're seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok lately, obviously about uh, gender and race and um, uh, also narcissistic abuse. I mean, these are all things that are in our uh, uh, female world, um, and there's, I think, men. And this was a TikTok by a man, by the way, uh, which I really thought was was, was so clear. Uh, the way he said it is that a lot of men don't realize how much we as women pamper them and kind of avoid yeah. things for them to not, you know, exactly. and and just like around them. Yeah. Yeah. And that they think they're themselves. in total control while actually it's just us not, you know, just letting them be, do can, their we thing. Just, we can blow this all up right now. If we just. Yes. We stop doing that. <laughs> exactly. We should stop doing that. No, stop. I think actually, uh, uh, Stormy, you said it really well. I think um, you said they think they are entitled to be in our space. Yeah. Mm. They're, not. they're not. They're not. Yeah. That's, that's not, a good quote. That's, yeah. Yeah. Or even like sometimes when I'm DJing, like I might like tomorrow it's a festival. I'm probably going to be wearing like a mini skirt or crop top or something like that. Like, just because I want to look sexy for myself, that's not an invitation to start flirting with me whilst I'm trying to work. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or yeah. touching you. Know, start you. trying to cross <gasps> boundaries. Yeah. Like, don't touch me. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, you know, especially you're working. I, I always used to wear sort of oversized T-shirts and more, like, uh, dungarees. And sometimes I'd deliberately dress quite tomboyish. I'd still, like, I always do, like, my makeup quite glam and stuff mm. but I'd always wear like just baggy stuff whereas I think now I'm sort of trying to like I don't care like now I'm if I want to wear a sexy dress I will do that and I shouldn't feel any type of way about it and yeah which is good I'm just being unapologetically myself but it's taken time and it's taken you know just learning to love myself and be sure with myself and learning when to stop caring about what men think. <laughs> yeah, and learning yeah. what we've learned when we were kids about gender. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I mean, I guess that's all for today then. 
So um, thank you everybody for tuning into this week's episode of Unboxing Women. And thank you Stormy J for coming on our show. We've had a blast. Oh, I've loved it. I've loved it. <laughs> Amazing. So if you guys want to connect with uh, Storm, then be sure to check out her socials, which you can find in the show notes below. And if you've ever had an experience you'd like to share with us, send us a DM or tag us in the, oh, Jesus Christ, tag us in your post with the hashtag. Like this. And don't forget exactly like that if you're watching on YouTube. Hello. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> like, subscribe. Yes, then- exactly. <laughs> Also, don't forget to support your favorite artists through merch or donations. My name is Micah Rose, and I've been chatting with Donna Rex and Stormy J. This is a bi-weekly show. Uh, no, sorry, no, this is a weekly, weekly show, show now. Oh, <laughs> it's a weekly show. Yes, yeah, so make sure to tune back in next week. Same time, same place. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.